0: Hey, welcome to the first episode in a series called Movies Are Deep, where we'll go into deeper topics than just the review or whether it's a fun time. Check it out or not. Uh, John Wick 4, yes, do check out. (laughs) Seemed appropriate to drop that as an example. This is going back to The Matrix. There'll be multiple episodes of this. It might go on forever. It it won't. (laughs) So horrible way to start like hey this might be the first day of literally unending discussion the first
1: day of the rest of your life
0: <laughs> <laughs> just sign up for our $800 course below okay i'm already going off the <laughs> this will be about the matrix we all have different topics I'm brian
1: my name is brad
2: i'm melissa I'm
0: melissa i've known for a long time uh second time on the po- podcast We've second done time, second time, before, yeah. and it's not always going to be restricted to just the Matrix. But uh, recently, I've been feeling that uh, we really, especially with Resurrections coming out and them changing up the formula with that one, like, huh, we really, uh, we really didn't stick to the or uh, hold the deeper messages of the Matrix with us. We really didn't take that warning. <laughs> the anti-capitalist messaging, the uh, freeing your mind, being more open-minded and accepting, and all the allegories. So maybe, maybe, uh, what, twenty-four years later, <laughs> we should, we should uh, remember the deeper messages and not just the cool-ass kung fu. <laughs> maybe do something <laughs> about it before it's way too late. So, we're each going to bring our own topic and discuss that. And please add your voice to it or other facets of the Matrix that you'd like discussed. Because really, it was 1999. I was like nine or 10 at the time the movie came out. And it just seems like, dang, smarter people than my nine or 10 year old self had a lot of time to
1: take the advice. And. At that time, it was just cool, not, didn't have a deeper meaning.
0: Yeah. And I think this might be a topic for another time, but I think the, uh, the glossier parts of the film that really made it catch fire with audiences might have actually distracted too much from the messaging to the point where, uh, the people who use the term red Pull most often are the most wrong about the film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the Andrew Tates of the world. Uh, but this one, because I'm transitioning out of a job like this into uh, more stable jobs, which I never thought I'd do, uh, I wanted to talk about tipping culture. Uh, I'm coming from a delivery app and going to you know more structured jobs because as time's gone by, Uh, all those benefits from those gig jobs has dried up. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit, see if it's even an interesting topic that can be tied back to the matrix. But considering the matrix starts with systems of control and it evolves those definitions into the sequels. Like I just rewatched the matrix right before this. And I think Morpheus's first description of the matrix Two Neo in the, that white background construct was it's just control. So I'll start by asking you guys, uh, what do you think of tipping
1: culture?
2: Brad, I'm going to give you the floor on this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I, I think in a glass bubble that it's an okay thing. I don't think there, I don't think it's, Um, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily, Um, but I think as, as time has gone by, I think, especially through the pandemic and everything, it's only gotten worse. Um, But I think it's almost like, I don't want to say like an entitlement thing, but like it's something that people use over other people's heads. Um, I think if, you know, we were to go back in time, I think we wouldn't establish a a tipping culture kind of thing. Uh, A lot of other countries have eliminated it or don't see the need of it because they actually um, pay their workers a living wage. But um, instead of um, basically tax money and then everything else was your tip and then they tax you on your tip. Um, But yeah, um, I I I think it's kind of a terrible idea. I think it's gotten worse over time. I think the entitlement of People holding it over your heads, and if you're not absolutely on point, then you know they start with five dollars on the table and they take away one dollar or whatever, and that's whatever's left is your tip, kind of thing. I think it's just a terrible practice in general. um I think it's gotten gotten worse over time.
0: So that I can understand, did you mean the entitlement was coming from people who are tipping, or yes. from people who the tip, need the tippers,
1: the tippers? Tip. The tippers. Oh, okay. okay, because they feel like since they're tipping you, that you should be. Basically, sprinting back and forth from, for instance, the kitchen. You know, when you're going to serve dinner, there should be sprinting back and forth between the kitchen and your table. Um, as soon as your drink gets or, under halfway, they should be getting you a second one, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there are a lot of entitled people that think that, you know, because they're tipping you, because they are directly paying you and not paying the business to pay you, um, they feel like they need, they should get better service or need better service because they're paying you directly versus indirectly.
0: I got you. That's a
2: very interesting take. I, I kinda like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: that I will say that's why I need to the clarification, because so much more often actually I think that's probably the only time I've heard your take. More often I've heard people say, uh you know, you don't you're not entitled to a tip before uh service, like they frame it as the uh the people who need the tip or i guess theoretically the people who would want the tip but i think if we look at the numbers it might be needed to survive uh these days um that's where i've seen people complain about the entitlement of the people receiving it
1: yeah i like that too uh melissa i I, I've, i've i've never worked a tipping job so i i've only been i've only been the tipper not the tippy i guess
0: I guess I'll say that's, that makes sense then from your perspective, but still it's like normally when I see people arguing about it, someone throws in like uh, a version of you can tell you've never worked this job and it shows that kind of thing, like where people need to actually have been in that position to actually empathize with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can empathize with it. I'm, I'm a human being and I can see that a lot of those a lot of people that work those kind of jobs are struggling to make ends meet, or a lot of them are doing it to make ends meet. They work a full-time job and then do stuff like that on the side to just try and hustle their way to financial freedom um, instead of we're living paycheck to paycheck. So a lot of those people need it. Um, not, not, it's not necessarily like, oh, well, you know I'm paying for my second yacht and I need the extra money. It's, most of the time it's, um, <laughs> I need food on the table or one of us is eating and one of us isn't kind of thing.
0: Look, that second yacht is a crucial investment. Stop! not, yeah. I mean, I made for that.
1: Yeah. Jeff Bezos needs a, uh, he's got his mega yacht. He needs his, um, regular size yacht to pull behind and then a mini yacht to pull behind that one. So <laughs> how can you have a yacht train without at least three?
0: <laughs> the fa- yacht train will is now in my, <laughs> is, is in my vocabulary.
2: That is next level.
0: (laughs) Uh, Melissa, did you have a take?
2: I have, I'm of two minds at this actually. And it's a great topic. And I think it's very relevant right now, actually, because I think in essence, tipping is rooted in etiquette and it has been around for a very long time, at least in this country or North America. Um, But I think it's, it is rooted in etiquette and as a lot of service industry things are a lot of actions. Right. And I think there's a lot of beauty to that. I also think that, um, the amount that you would normally tip like that starts as at what used to be much lower, right. As a percentage. And, um, of course the world has changed too, but we, um, We have it so ingrained into our society now and like where I think it has good roots and positive roots, where I'm seeing it now is in almost every retail store. If I go pick up a bottle of wine on a Friday night, there is a tip option there. There is a tip option absolutely everywhere on almost every machine that I run into. And that's where I think we've crossed the line into absolute Expectation, and that's almost bordering on like a marketing guilt thing, if that makes sense. So, I think that it can be a great thing. I also think it can be a very detrimental thing. And where it can be really positive is where you guys are right. Like, there are people, and especially like I grew up in Vancouver, right? Brian, you and I have talked about the price differences between your country and mine. Vancouver is a very expensive city,
0: only about wine.
2: <laughs> Well, usually about (laughs) one. And so, yeah, Brad, you're right. Like there are people who are legitimately like this is the only way that they're able to put food on the table. And so I think that's very valid, too. But in a good restaurant, like a higher end restaurant with good service and knowledgeable waitstaff, like I think if things are really going sideways, then communication, guys, we have to communicate if things are really going rotten in that restaurant then um, that can be reflected in the tip. But I think we need communication too, and we need to have a lack of entitlement for both parties.
0: Yeah. That's interesting that you talked about how it was ingrained in our society because I remember seeing a study that showed that even when you do get horrible service, people are um, reticent to actually lower their tip significantly at This was long enough ago that I don't know if that factors in delivery apps, Um, (laughs) because that's a different kind of flexibility when you don't have to look somebody in the eye. (laughs) It it is totally Uh, different.
2: Like uh, you uh, haven't met them. You haven't felt their energy. You haven't communicated with them. So how much do I tip them? How much do I feel like tipping them? How rich do I feel in this moment when I'm sitting on my couch, tired, and I have this app sitting in front of me?
0: And you'll probably never see them again because it's so random. Uh, there are ways, I think on every app where you can block getting someone again, so you could legitimately just, wow. I mean, I know that you can in some delivery apps and that's all, you know, I think from the origin of it, just to avoid having bad experiences again, you know? someone comes up with your food and they're like wiping huge things. of (laughs) not, you'd be like, ah, no, thank you again. I have a choice. But in terms of the tipping, it could just be not having to face that theoretical shame. Uh, but I think the origin of tipping might make sense. I haven't looked into this, but I know that I learned a while back that like the reason, do you have men's warehouse in Canada?
2: No.
0: It's a suit place.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: U.S. If you haven't heard of it, but they, at least as far as I know, because I haven't been there in a long time, they'll have like buy one, get one free suit sales. At which point I, I just thought, why don't you just price everything half price? If, uh, if it's the same difference and apparently psychologically people are more Prone to buying uh, two things if it's buy one get one free, and not if it's just priced at what they could afford the whole time. So, and there was a no tipping restaurant that Adam Conover had talked about during his whole video. Uh, uh, Adam ruins everything about tipping, and they unfortunately closed a few years ago. So, I think the origin. It would make sense to me if the origin of tipping, which I I believe stands for to ensure promptness, um, like psychologically gets people to buy more since it's not actually showing the full price with tip and tax on there. Mm -hmm, uh, And that was fine. But uh, at this point with delivery apps, it's felt... Okay, so one delivery app, it's a grocery delivery app. I'm not going to name it because I'm still working for them. but it used to be really good. You'd have like, if there'd be a set uh, payment for you, like 250 for every order, and then you'd get a little money I think, based on distance, um, but also every item you got would be an extra 40 cents. So if you got 100 items, it'd be an extra uh, what's the math? 40 dollars? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) 10 (laughs) items to an extra $4 and it it was consistent. And now I'll see orders from like Aldi, which if you don't have that in Canada, it's like a 20 minute checkout time because they staff so little as a money saving thing that just checking out is a ordeal, but a hundred items for $7. And Mm -hmm but then you can also get like one item for $7 and it's very inconsistent and the reason this even came to mind is i saw this tiktok which ends on a good note but it's a tiktok of like an 80 year old guy who's doing delivery apps uh, in his car and the woman said this guy was happy with a $3 tip on a $500 order so i made his day and got and like she gives him 100 bucks 20% tip great right? <clears throat> chef's kiss um but what pissed me off about that was the fact that she started with three dollars as her like base she actually gave him the money already it starts with her taking the three dollars back and giving him a hundred dollar bill i was like hold up (laughs) wait (laughs) this this old guy had to shop your whole order your 500 hundred dollar order and your instinct was less than 1% tip, that motherfucker should be in Fiji, (laughs) like (laughs) um, retired on a beach, but instead he's still having to do these jobs. And probably the only reason he's still having to do these jobs is because he's been tipped similarly elsewhere. And I was just like, this is this is and oh, and they got 10 million views on it, which really pissed me off because if they're monetized, they made like five hundred dollars by now <laughs> over just tipping what in my household was the base. I I know it's like ten to twenty percent, but but that, that just pissed me off because I was like, what the fuck is this three dollars? And she took the three dollars back. So I, I was like, wait, this person bought five hundred dollars. <laughs> Had a hundred dollar bill or a hundred dollars in cash on hand somewhere and then tipped three dollars and thought that'd be cool. Only changed their mind because they're old. So I made this whole video and someone was like, the entitlement of being tipped beforehand, which is not true. The, the, uh, app that I use, uh, lets you lower your tip within two hours of being delivered if it's a bad job or increase it from 48 hours. So you could, uh, The reason I'm mentioning that is because the first response uh, or someone who stitched mine was like the entitlement of uh, being tipped beforehand is insane. Before I even know how the service was, which is one argument, but they can change it afterwards. Um, But then it occurred to me, the reason I made it this topic is that at the end of the day, the groceries are probably double the price by getting it through a delivery app so the companies who are doubling the price of grocery apps and pocketing most of it because they're not passing it to the driver which is half the problem um they just get a bunch of money while the people who need them the tips and people who can't afford to tip are end up arguing with each other where i mean if you can't afford to tip just take a fucking uber (laughs) <laughs> like, that's going to be cheaper than getting it delivered. Anyway. Maybe not Uber. Uber, maybe do a lift or just a public transportation. Uh, what do we do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and where are we going to be years from now?
0: Yeah, where just more and more money is going to Silicon Valley and we're just getting scraps. I mean, Canada's at least better. You've got universal healthcare. Or is it better? Ultimately, I just assume (laughs) because you have free healthcare.
2: I don't know. The wine's really expensive here. (laughs) We we have our share of problems. Like we are we're not perfect. Our healthcare is not perfect. I know that it's personally let me down significantly. It's let a lot of people I know down. Um it we're not perfect. Some other countries do a lot of things better than we do here, but it's still it's still a great place to live, so
0: Especially when you get to see bears on your uh, job route, right?
2: Right. (laughs) It's fantastic. It doesn't get any better
1: than that.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know what else there is to discuss on this topic, unless you guys have something.
1: I've got two things. One, I've completely spaced off how ingrained tipping is into our culture. Like if you go to Starbucks, they ask for a tip on the receipt. And then also when you go through the drive-thru window, there's typically like a little bucket um even you know a lot of i don't want to say department stores because there's i haven't seen too much of department stores but a lot of other stores um will have tipping and they've gotten creative with it um i know the, the latest drama with um with selena gomez and uh justin Bieber's wife i don't know what her name is um they were having like tip side-by-side jars if you thought you know Selena's right or whatever her name was right oh. they had, like different competitions for tipping so I, i've forgotten how ingrained tipping is into into our culture um the next thing is um the wage gap you had mentioned how before you were getting a certain amount of money and then you know as time's gone on they expect the tips to be more so they give they give you more the company gives you less they expect the customer to, to fill in that gap um where nothing from their end has really changed if anything it's gotten more efficient so th- companies are depending on their profits or trying to increase their profits by cutting your cost or cutting out the cost for the people delivering food um especially like uber lyft those type of apps um to subsidize the tipping the tippers subsidizing your wages um when they have more than enough money to pay you guys a living wage and then a tip on top um and they would force it it would make tipping being like it was supposed to be where it's like a bonus, like, Oh, you did a really good job. Here's some extra money versus, um, you know, this, you did your job. Now they pay you. I don't pay you kind of stuff. Um, Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's two ways to look at the money from these apps. There is this idea from a lot of companies like uber that they don't make profit amazon said it wasn't profitable for a long time um and there's you could either say well one if it's not profitable or let me let me put it this way when they talk about cutting wages and people complain i've seen other people say well they've never been profitable they're trying to get profitable now one if you can't make a business that actually could survive and be profitable. Don't make the business. <laughs> um, maybe. Or since uh, what is it, 90% of the wealth in the US is controlled by the 1%, maybe just fucking be non profitable. <laughs> Give the money back. Uh, or there's also the fact that when they are faced with being profitable and choosing to pay taxes, they decide to instead pay enough uh bonuses to executives so that they then become unprofitable to avoid paying taxes. Uh like I would invite anyone to join a millionaire uh Facebook group and just post isn't it weird that the federal minimum wage hasn't matched inflation? Whew you will get a to I remember saying that and I argue with like dozens of people just say they just need to hustle more. They just need to work harder and like pull
1: themselves up by their uh, bootstraps.
0: Yeah. Which it, i didn't even know until a few years ago. That's a phrase that literally is supposed to translate as that's impossible. You can't. You're not actually physically able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But <laughs> they will do they will argue to the ends of the earth. The reason I'm saying that is because I uh one person was talking about if you work at Walmart, you kinda like deserve to be poor Uh, and i looked up walmart's profits which are insane insanely huge and i looked up how many people they employed took the federal minimum wage and did the math i was like no they could literally pay everybody as much as what the federal minimum wage in the u.s should be based on inflation and still have profit and then they just they just didn't use critical thinking skills because they kept arguing and i was like what
1: you? <laughs> I, I saw a study somewhere i don't remember where it is um that if they wanted to pay everybody that worked at walmart i think it was like between 20 and 25 dollars an hour they'd have to and, st- and maintain profits they'd have to turn everything up by a half a penny so everything would have to go up a half a penny for them to pay everybody that and still make the profits they're making
0: <sighs> there there were uh there is a there was a recent headline from the CEO of Walmart saying something about some minuscule uh change and they're like if this continues we'll go out of business and
1: um yeah was washington they're, they're having a lot of um theft problems in Washington oh um, yeah because i i'm not 100% sure so don't quote me on this but i think they have a law where they're not allowed to like basically physically stop people from leaving the store if they have if they're stealing or whatever you're supposed to just call the cops Hmm. Um, So I think that's kind of where that's coming from. And they, they do have a lot of theft issues up there because of, you know, whatever the rules or laws are um, that are allowing them to do that. So I could understand at, on a business level, you know, why you'd want to like avoid that area. But at the same time, you're making so much money anyway. I mean, you're making 300, $400 billion a year in profit. Like get over yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. They crunched the numbers. The theft was a minuscule amount and what they have insurance for stolen items as well. So they're yeah. not even losing
1: money. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they need a, a mega yacht to pull their regular yacht, to pull their mini yacht, to pull their k- kayak or whatever, but.
0: <laughs> to pull their wall yacht. Yeah. like mark. Also, apparently they have uh, a s- significant enough number of their employees actually need food stamps to survive and then end up spending uh, a significant amount at walmart so walmart doubly profits by giving too low of wages and then getting money from food stamps in their pockets like i forget what the number was but it was so much more like they still profited they Profited even more because of the food sims.
1: Well, and, and they're getting government, government subsidies to basically, you know, fund some of their profit and everything like that. Where if they would have just paid their employees an actual living wage, you know, 20, 25 bucks an hour, whatever it is, I mean, I'm, I don't know where the number would need to be. The, the, they're going to spend that money at Walmart anyway. They're already there. I mean, so you're getting most of that money back. Instead, you're using the government to. You know, subsidize what they what they should be making, the gap from what they are making to what they should be making, turn around and spend that government money at, at your store is just mind boggling. But I don't know. Is that do you guys have the same problem like that in Canada or is that just a United States thing? I mean I don't know. Do you,
0: do you have Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I haven't a- I analyzed it to be honest, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as far as I know, the stores run the same here. Um our minimum wages absolutely do not match inflation, especially in the cities where I have lived. Um, and yeah, so it's all relative, right? Absolutely.
0: Tell us what uh, you think. Put comments down below because not not just for engagement, but actually, like seriously, I wasn't kidding. We didn't learn jack shit. <laughs> uh, at least from how the world's changed apparently on. Paper. that's all the evidence I'm using um and we just we just gotta do some things get change some things legally it one thing if we made every uh gig app require that it give the actual workers minimum like fifty sixty seventy percent of extra money they take in that would solve a lot of issues because
1: instead it, of trying to skirt everything by making you not you, but those gig workers, contract workers. So they don't have to provide them other benefits and stuff like that too.
0: see, even that I don't feel too strongly that that's necessary. Only because when I started doing like Lyft and Uber, it was good enough that I could cover everything and feel flush and have like the money I needed to spend. And it was a 70 30 split, uh, before they changed things to make, dis- make it disconnected. Like, That was that was good. Like I owned, I know it was used, but I owned a a used Tesla doing Uber and Lyft. That's I felt like a baller. I didn't have to worry about my rent. I could actually pay off or start taking chunks out of bills and increase my um, my credit score. Yes, extra stuff and like medical care is good, but is but if you're being paid enough, you can provide for yourself. At a certain point, and if it's, I mean, if on paper the company that just is making a computer that doesn't go down is taking like seventy percent of the cut, when the people with an actual car and trading their actual time for money are making a thirty percent cut, that's insane to me. So, yes, I agree with you, but I'm I'm even happy with a half measure, just something that just broadly speaking puts a a cap on how much these faceless billionaire investment funds can take and limits uh how much they can screw over the employees because the reality is there's just too many people where change without laws would actually take effect as in like everyone working these gig jobs can't just protest like that's a th- theoretical thing that could change things but they just can't someone is more desperate and will be willing to take less money to be less desperate and that's fine but anyway i'm on a soapbox now <laughs> uh,
2: you just need to grind more brian
0: uh, fuck, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> fuck you husband, i'm
2: sensitive canadian and you can't say that to me
0: Look, this is from somebody who owned a Tesla. Fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I I just know from that hustle culture comment that anyone who's saying that unironically is probably a fan of Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 just in my head. Since we were talking about etiquette, I'll I'll do like a gentleman does and mention Colonna uh, Gal Mullis's uh, Instagram or all socials first. Brad F nine one two and. Forget about me. Just talk about the matrix. And come back for more topics like, uh, do you want to both say what your topics are going to be for today to tease people?
2: Ooh. I want to talk about identities, um, who we are in life, and this life experience, as opposed to like who we are as souls, and that is the matrix.
1: All right. And I'm going to talk about um, how AI is ruining everything and going to eventually enslave all of us.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to quote uh, Neo and say, AI as an artificial intelligence. (laughs) All right. uh, Hit the like button. Goodbye. Bye. Does that sound like a good idea?
2: Everything sounds good, Brian.
0: <laughs> oh, I see the gummies already hitting. <laughs> <laughs>